0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Store Nightmares, the podcast where we discuss the strange, the bizarre, and the Lovecraftian films of the VHS era. Tonight, we're talking about an obscure but incredibly atmospheric film from 1993, Mariano Bino's
1: Dark Waters. My name is Luke, and I'm joined by Leland. Listeners, you can find 1993's Dark Waters nowhere on streaming you can find it on um through other illicit means but you will not find it through the usual channels
0: yeah until i mean i think this has a blu-ray release now but until recently uh it was really hard to get in the united states i have a japanese vhs but i don't think it got a united states vhs release
1: does that surprise you i have never heard of this film until we picked it for this episode, and I am very surprised because I I see a lot of content on YouTube and other you know media platforms about Lovecraftian esque media. Like you know, if you read the books, you're you're a Lovecraftian fetishist. Where do you go for more? I've never seen this movie on any of those lists.
0: Yeah, I uh, I had never heard of it at all until I found the VHS maybe a year ago. I think I got it from someone on Instagram. My Japanese VHS is called Susperia Nightmare. So it's, it's not even called the same thing. But um, I was really surprised when I watched it at how... I was surprised I had never
1: heard of it. Right? Like, when you hear of a movie like this... And you've never seen it you're you're thinking oh my god the the production value is going to be you know straight to video quality it's not going to pan out but that is not the case here this looks like it came out in a theater well
0: they they filmed it in in the ukraine rather close to the chernobyl site and they did it so that they could get it cheap is my understanding and I mean, thank God, whatever they did, because I think one of the greatest strengths of this movie is the setting.
1: How close are we talking?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was just reading about it on IMDb. Uh, let me let me tell you what I was.
1: So this movie was filmed less than ten years after Chernobyl melted down. I want to know how close they were to the site.
0: So I found this guy's Twitter. His name is Richard Littler, and I guess he worked on the set of the film. He said that uh, they were two hours from Chernobyl and they tested their food every day with a Geiger counter.
1: (laughs) I don't think something like this would be allowed today. Well, I mean, you know, regardless of the current political atmosphere, I mean, like for insurance purposes... I don't think any sort of production company would allow their crew to film so close to a large radioactive site.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I also uh, all of the the parts of the film that are shot in the catacombs um, that are supposed to be the island that our main character goes to. Uh, all of that setting is just incredible, and I can't believe they filmed in it for a historical
1: reason. Maybe that's where most of their budget went. They made historical contributions to be allowed to film on that property. I don't know.
0: I mean, and we haven't mentioned this, but the director Mariano Bino, I think is how you pronounce his name or Banyo. Um, this was his this was his first full-length film. He'd made a couple of short films before that were really critically acclaimed, um but this was his first full-length film and I believe his only. Yeah, he's made other short films, but this is his only full length film.
1: That's kind of unfortunate. I wanted to see more from this guy.
0: Why do you think it is? Like well, why would he not have a career after this?
1: Well, I think a big reason is we've never heard of it. We've never heard of this film until like two, two, three weeks ago. Well, I hadn't heard of it till two, three weeks ago. You heard about it just a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you're 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 up to your fucking neck in this stuff and it took you this long in your life to come across it? Yeah,
0: it's... You know, I think it just missed the Italian horror wave, right? Like, it's 10 years after, like, Lucio Fulci was making his best-known movies, and it's trying to capture, I think, a lot of that same atmosphere and vibe. Um, But by that point... I mean, I, I, the other Italian horror movie I think of that came out during this period was Cemetery Man, Della Morte Della Mort. And that's another one where a lot of people have never seen it. It got a very, very limited release, um, barely available in the United States for a long time. And now it's kind of had a resurgence. But something about that time period, I just don't think Italian horror was making it for some reason.
1: I have no idea what that movie is either. But while we're on the topic, yeah, this movie is a 90s Italian horror film. Like if you took the content of an Italian horror film and applied 90s lighting philosophy to the set. You you basically have that a a new age Italian horror film. Well, new age for the 90s.
0: Yeah, it was the, the cinematography was done by Alex Howe who went on to have a very successful career in like camera and, uh, electrical departments. But this is the only full length film he
1: ever did cinematography for, which this blows is, me away. This is bizarre. So like the act, the actress in this film, right? Yeah. Is she in other things or is this her only full length presentation too? Is this a, is there a curse here?
0: Uh, let's see. I don't think I looked into her. She doesn't have a picture on IMDb. Uh, Oh, my God. It's a curse. (laughs) Yeah, she uh, so the the main actress who plays Elizabeth, uh, her name is Louise Salter, and she didn't have much of a career either. She's in six things, including she had a small part in Interview with the Vampire. That's the only movie I've I've heard of that she's been in. What do you think of her performance? It's all right. She fit the role. Yeah, I think I think all the performances are fine. Um, as always, like the dubbing makes it hard.
1: I think the only real standout performances for me, and I think it's based more on their makeup and costuming or from the uh the aged nuns. The ones who would witness the mark of the beast.
0: Uh-huh. The the old mother superior who has to have another nun, like, translate for her because she can only whisper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's it just, just something about, like, you know, they're actually using old, older actresses, and then they, like, give them the fake cataracts, and they ruffle up their robes. It's, it's really easy to get into the atmosphere of this movie.
0: I I mean, everything visually about this movie is incredibly authentic. Like it all feels very authentic. The setting, the way the characters look, the makeup effects, the lighting, it, it all feels like you're really there. And yet it's also got some of the same over the top surreal qualities of like an Argento film. It, and that's a weird contrast. It's, it's, it's really effective
1: there was a point in the film where i had to remind myself that th- there is not actually likely an island somewhere with a bunch of fucked up nuns and a weird neighborhood or village on it that yeah. that are worshiping some like weird off brand christianity at least the only my only issue and it's a very small issue with this film is that this isn't this is a, a supposed to be a nun convent, right? And maybe this isn't an issue. We're, we're going to talk this out right now. Are they supposed to at least be putting on the appearance of a regular nun convent? Or are they always been dedicated to this thing? in in the cathedral and just the outside world isn't really aware of it. So I think that most of the
0: nuns are not dedicated to the thing. I think they're trying to protect the world from it. I think that's why they hide the amulet in like five little coffin pieces and put them in the shrine because the idea is never to reunite them and free it. Um, so I think the I think they are Christian nuns. They're just dedicated to keeping this thing
1: trapped. Except for a few bad actors. Right. Right. So, my only issue with this movie is that we don't really get enough of the normal nunnery that should be going on to mask the nonsense within, right? Like, we only get to experience the fucked up nuns for the most part. And there's just a little bit of, like, you can, you can, uh, like it's really easy for yourself as a viewer to like figure out the the relationship. I just wish that on screen they kind of at least tried to hold up a facade even if it was briefly of hey we're actually just a bunch of regular nuns doing nun things. But it's almost from the get-go as soon as as the main character shows up to the island, like first off the getting to the island was um, under weird fucking circumstances in the first place, right? But at least try to, even if it's a half-hearted attempt, fool the audience into thinking this may be a normal convent on the surface, even if it clearly isn't. We just completely skip all of that.
0: It, But nothing in this movie has any semblance to reality. I mean, think of the little village, right? With the With the way the mail works. Like, None of that approximates reality. I don't know why the convent would be any different.
1: I guess it's amazing they even get mail. Yeah. Mm.
0: He he says uh, at some point, our main character tries to mail a letter and he's like, they might come, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's had he's had letters waiting for like weeks to be mailed off, uh, but he never knows if they're going to come or not. And may he not, may or may not be cutting up bodies in his back room.
1: he's cutting up bodies in his back room what a what a career You're both like a fisherman and a undertaker and maybe also an assassin.
0: I mean, how does one come to live on this island? right? You would have to be born there.
1: You'd have to be born there or maybe it's a calling,
0: right i don't know the only person we know who i guess moved there is the main character's friend Teresa, who wrote her letters from there uh my understanding is she was from london and she moved out there to be part of the convent
1: i think this is the longest we've talked about a film without hitting the trailer
0: well let's hit the trailer and we'll get deeper into the story I need to reach the convent tonight. Are you afraid of death? (laughs) Someone or something is trying to put the amulet together again. Those who are blind shall see the true face of the beast and forever suffer it in their soul. Is there no way of communicating with the mainland? Uh, Let's start by talking about the, the convent our main character makes her way there at the beginning of the movie because her father has passed away. And for years he was sending checks of support to this convent and she wants to know why and whether she should continue paying for it or not. And so she wants to see what it's like. And she's also there to visit her friend, Teresa, who for some reason went to live there. Um,
1: what did you think of the convent? I mean, the convent is the movie. You don't have this movie without the convent. And let's let's be clear. All the the other nun films we have watched are nunsploitation. You know, textbook definition. You see some nuns, they get exploited, everyone has a fun time except for the nuns, credits roll. This is not a nunsploitation film this is like a horror film where nuns just happen to be present and are sometimes doing the horror or mostly doing the horror.
0: I think they're for most of the movie. I think we're supposed to see them as the villain.
1: Right. And uh, it's, it's hard to imagine that some of the nuns here are actually trying to prevent what is happening because it really just feels like it's the main character versus a whole convent of nuns.
0: Well, they they basically say to her, well, you can explore the convent and watch our rituals and all of that. And they give her a guide, Sarah, who's this nun about her age, it seems, um, who she befriends. Um, so I thought it was a weird arrangement from the beginning.
1: I'm not even sure how the friend really fits into everything. Cause like you said, the friend at at least at surface level did not have anything to do with the convent until maybe possibly hearing about it from the main character and then going there herself. But like, Maybe just maybe is because like of modern sensibilities, right? But it's hard to imagine someone being like, "Yo, a nun convent? That's great. That's what I want to do." And then joining it, it feels like the only reason you join a nun convent is because shit in your life, especially early on, has spiraled so out of control that you have no other recourse but to like latch onto the first group you possibly can to avoid. I don't know, uh, getting hooked on fentanyl and dying in a in a street alley.
0: I I can imagine being the sort of person who wants to join a convent like in the sound of music, like a a relatively happy convent or maybe something like Sister Act where all the nuns sing and have fun. I don't know why you would want to join this convent. I don't know if nuns get a choice in like what convent they go to, but uh, I definitely would not want to live here despite how cool it would be to visit.
1: Wait, is the nunnery like the military? Like you you enlist to become a nun and then they station you to like bases throughout the world? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how it works. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to be a nun and then just work a really simple, you know, nun guarding job in a major city. And instead they sent me overseas to Russia. (laughs) Yeah. And this this monastery is
0: it's falling apart. Right. Rain falls in through the ceiling at some point, like a big wave crashes down a whole wall Uh I, I thought the fact that it was, like, disintegrating like that was was really cool, but it, it certainly wouldn't make me want to live there.
1: You would think the Catholic authority would maybe send them some um, architects, some people who could work with concrete, maybe?
0: Well, you... I get the feeling that no one wants anything to do with anything on this island, maybe because it's close to a nuclear reaction.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be within the context of, of the movie. But now that we know that fact, I don't think we can divorce it.
0: Yeah, I I don't... um. I don't know if the the setting of the convent, like what we're supposed to think of as the island, I don't know if that's close to Chernobyl or that was a different filming location. I, what I country know. is it supposed
1: to be in? I don't remember.
0: I don't know. I don't know that it ever tells us.
1: The first scene in this movie is actually, a, uh, I guess, a flashback of sorts. I guess it's technically not a flashback. You need to have like a you need to have a present day before you can have a flashback. We start in the past. We start in the past. Yes. The main character, is she even born yet? I don't know. Probably. She's probably off the island by now. I don't know. She So it's it's 20 years
0: later is what we eventually switch to. So is she older than 20?
1: Oh, no. She's in the scene. That's right. She's the little girl in the scene.
0: Oh yes. Okay.
1: Yes, she is there. So this was probably what precipitated her father removing her from the convent.
0: Right. So do you I, want I to want talk to... about
1: This do is want... this is okay. So this is a movie we do not want to split hairs on because it's very it's very ethereal. But <laughs> let's say let's say you are a dude stuck in a nun convent protecting a horrible secret and you fear that your daughter is possibly going to be coveted by this by this secret so you leave the island you take your daughter with you why are you sending back checks i guess to support his other daughter but just the daughter i don't know Uh, you know what maybe he's like well maybe if i just throw money at the problem it'll it'll go away (laughs)
0: I think he feels some obligation because we don't actually find out until late in the movie. But Sarah is also his daughter, and I think he feels an obligation to her. And I think he feels an obligation to the the secret um, for whatever reason. I don't really understand what their relationship is, but um, I think he has an obligation.
1: I do love this premise of why she returns to the island or yeah, I guess return is the right word. Um, You know, normally I think a movie like this, especially an old Italian horror, you know, she would probably have like a dream and that she'd be like, I saw this place in my dreams and I had to come back. And in this movie, (laughs) they actually have like a grounded reason. Like my dad's been sending you money. Why the fuck is he sending you money? And why should I keep doing it? Yeah. Like this, this was, this really grounded the intro. Well,
0: that is so in in the 20 years earlier scene, though, um, we see a nun that's trying to escape the convent with this medallion, which is really going to become really important. And then like an evil dead style camera knocks her off a cliff and she falls to her death and the medallion breaks. But I really like this scene. I, I thought it was really effective
1: while all that nunnery is going on there is a pastor father preacher priest priest in his uh his little cathedral office made of stone he's like scribbling in a or reading over a book that's clearly about the occult because it has nonsensical language and uh evil demonic pictures in it <laughs> i love <laughs> these props i love these props um when it, it, this it, you, you know when you have like a demonic movie or something with the occult there's always like the fake books laying around with like the old etchings and the the fake moon runes language in it. I love these books I love them yeah they're, it's they're very well done um but I they lo- really appreciate the scene um because the cathedral for no reason decides to get flooded. I don't know. Maybe that's just part of the risk of being on an island. I and think it's just part of the risk. This is way before CGI uh, was effective, so they actually put this guy in a small stone coffin and then filled it with a shit ton of water, like enough that like the 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 styrofoam set around it was breaking apart, you know, in rock shape. Um, it it just can't imagine like the amount of like logistics that went into making this like 42nd scene.
0: And I I'm telling you, like uh, the monastery is coming apart and it's all, it all looks very real and effective. Um, I was impressed.
1: Yeah. Sorry. When I said styrofoam, like that's obviously how they did it, but it doesn't look like that.
0: No, it, it looks like it looks like you're seriously on an, in an ancient convent built into a cave or a catacomb system on an island somewhere in Russia. And uh, that's what it feels like. It really feels like you're there.
1: It just stops short of, wow, did they actually flood a historical site?
0: (laughs) That's, That's why I'm saying it. I'm surprised that they were able to film in some of the places
1: they were. I think this room specifically was probably a soundstage, but it's still like really well done. Um, Yeah. So here's here's a question for you. Do you think the nun that was pushed off the cliff is her mom? That was my assumption. Okay. Her like, who she
0: thinks is her mother.
1: That's a better way to put it.
0: Yeah. Um, Because we find out that all is not as it seems, or as she has been told it is.
1: So then is this priest, her father, and then after this flooding scene, he's like, wow, we are getting the fuck out.
0: But I'm going to leave my other daughter there. Just because she looks like more fucked up? Is
1: that the only reason? Um, Maybe he feels like she's already been compromised. Or is the situation where he can only take one and taking one is better than none.
0: I don't know. In order for the movies like twist ending to work, they have to keep you in the dark about the fact that Sarah is, um, Elizabeth's sister. But once we know that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. If the father was trying to save his daughters from the influence of this evil monster or demon or whatever it
1: is, um, I would think he would take both. Well, how many children do you think you can fit in a suitcase? Cause remember he has to smuggle them out.
0: What? Does, <laughs> does does he have to smuggle them out
1: because of the, the wrath of the monster? So the, just my understanding is that he knew that his daughter was coming under the influence of the secret He wanted to at least save that one daughter. And so his priority was to get her out. And I don't know if the other daughter was forfeit already. Like maybe she had already succumbed to the island secret. Or or again, maybe he had to choose like he could only pick one. Well, the movie doesn't tell us. Like we are later treated to flashbacks through the main characters um, like perspective. That, you know, she started doing some weird things as a kid growing up. But I don't think those started happening until after she was removed from the island. So maybe the other daughter was tainted. He tried to save the pure daughter, but then the sign showed up anyway. Maybe. And if you haven't seen this movie and you're wondering why we're having a hard time parsing this, it's because things happen very quickly. And without a lot of context. And in, in very dreamily,
0: like you can't you can't be sure what's a dream and what's not in this movie.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: Um, but let's talk about the present day it, it, when it switches to 20 years later and we see the nuns for the first time. I love the scene. We see a group of nuns. Some are whipping themselves. Others are holding burning crosses and there's candles everywhere. There's some nuns that are laying on the ground, like with their arms outstretched. And I think Teresa or Teresa is watching them or spying on them. But I just love that this is our introduction to what these nuns do all day.
1: These movies have forever tainted what I think nuns do behind closed doors. It's all self-flagellation. All of it. <laughs> and the lesbian sex, right? Yeah, and eating beans. That's it. That's all they do. <laughs> There's a really beautiful shot. It's in the um it, it's it's before the twenty year jump where you have a bunch of nuns on this coastal ridge holding crosses as the sun sets.
0: Yeah, it's on the it's on the front of some of the posters.
1: Yeah, that scene alone really sets the tone cinematically for the rest of the film.
0: So we see in this scene that Teresa gets stabbed to death and but we don't know who kills her. Um and this is it, after what, she found one of the pieces of the
1: medallion that we saw like a, break. Oh, this is a nun assassin. <laughs> this, this nun is holding a crucifix, and then it turns out it's like a hidden dagger. She pulls the top of the cross off, and the bottom is a sheath holding the blade.
0: That's you don't think fuck, y- Luke, you, you don't think they have those at the nun store? Mm,
1: probably not. <laughs> the nun store, well, like nun hot topic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just figured that was a standard issue defense
1: mechanism. I just feel like we can't just mention the stabbing without bringing up the weapon. This isn't the first time we see it, but... Man, it is brutal. This is a brutal stabbing. It is, but it's
0: also beautiful. We see her blood, like, mix with the water that flows through the monastery, and it's a gorgeous shot. But, yeah, brutal. And it's... So my understanding is she got killed because she might have been trying to put the pieces of the medallion back together.
1: What's crazy at this is, you know, that has to be it. Because as this woman's getting stabbed to death, there's other nuns doing their nun things in the cave. And they just don't even flinch at this murder.
0: Yeah, I think they're all committed to... Like, they have to keep the secret secret and trapped under any circumstances. Um, they can't let
1: the secret out. And so it's worth killing over. Perhaps I'm looking too much into this, but what do you think in the beginning of the film knocks the the nun holding the amulet off the ledge? Do you think it's another nun Because if this is like a mystical power trying to essentially free itself, why would it want its amulet destroyed? Its own amulet destroyed.
0: Yeah, I I really didn't question who that was that pushed her. Do you think it could have been one of the
1: daughters? Maybe. Perhaps. It doesn't tell you. The movie never tells you.
0: No, and we don't know why she had the amulet to begin with like we don't know if she was trying to destroy it or escape with it or what
1: so the the main character as a small child hands the amulet off to the nun and then the nun is just fucking horrified that she has this thing and just runs with it to the to the cliffside where she's pushed off right so i don't
0: don't know i don't know uh who pushed her or why or what she was going to do with the amulet
1: and it really says something that like despite these um lot blind spots this movie is still really good (laughs)
0: let's talk about the mother superior who we meet in the next scene um once elizabeth gets to the the convent um she's ancient and she's blind i think she's the first blind character we see and she has to whisper things to her assistant who translates for the audience Uh, what did you think of her
1: she's the i think the creepiest character in the whole movie and i wish she was in the film more yeah me too i think this is her only scene
0: Yeah, I think we might see her in the background a couple of other times, but this is her only scene where she gets dialogue. I mean, to the extent she gets dialogue.
1: We really Um, glossed over it, but her voyage to the island is very odd, too. Um, The first guy that she tries to commission for a boat ride just absolutely refuses until a storm lets up. So then, of course, a very shady guy confronts her. And says he will take her. And they do make it to the island, of course, because the rest of the movie has to go on. But there is a part where once they get to their destination, the the boatman throws a fish out onto the deck. And from the darkness, this um, mostly naked man crawls out on all fours and begins to eat the fish raw in front of them. And he, his eyes are clearly not human. Yeah, it's um, it's your first
0: exposure to anything that seems unnatural.
1: And the boatman's like, "Yeah, man, he keeps the freaks away." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what? This was your first time watching it. What were you thinking at this part?
1: I think my my major line of thought was, "How had I never heard of this before?" Yeah, and um, I, and you know. When you start to see the signs, you start to think about how Lovecraft is this going to get, especially when you start seeing uh, you know, weird-eyed people eating raw fish. You start thinking like, you know, is Dagon going to show up? It doesn't. It doesn't go quite in that direction, but the the essence of Lovecraft is here, and I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I've never read Lovecraft, but I know enough from having seen movies and I guess there's a couple short stories maybe I've read but um I get the essence of what it's supposed to be
1: I certainly have not read his entire catalog but I've read the main the main line entries that you should read if you want to be familiar with the material so what are those well I think the big thing this movie is trying to Reference sort of is that that sort of Dagon esque storyline. Um, are you familiar at all? Am I gonna be mansplaining?
0: I saw the movie
1: Dagon. Oh, I, did not, I did not see the movie. <laughs> oh, it's it's actually pretty good. Uh, um, I I thought it was gonna be more fish like by the end, but it's more it's more like extra dimensional horror just being kept from the rest of the world which is a lot of a lot of lovecraft
0: well the first indication we get of of this creature is elizabeth is reading a book about the beast and it says that if you look at it you go blind and you see its face forever which i love the thought of i mean it's a horrifying thought but i i love it for the movie
1: So, obviously, the immediate comparison you make is well, you know, if the mother superior is blind, clearly she saw something.
0: Right. And there's another blind character we meet pretty quickly. He's a painter, and the nuns use him as a kind of oracle. And he, like, he painted a a painting of Teresa's death
1: before she died. What do you think of this guy? I'm not sure why he's here, but I'm digging it. It it does he he has some pretty inhumane working conditions, so I'm I'm gonna just throw that out there. This whole nun convent is just one giant OSHA violation.
0: Yeah, I mean I it doesn't even seem like there's anywhere you could be dry. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right? It seems like no matter where you go, you would have water on you.
1: Yeah, all these nuns have a ringworm. <laughs>
0: It's like a damp catacomb with water that drips from the ceiling. But the the fact that they filmed a, any of the movie in, uh, in this setting and, and it comes across so convincingly, I'm in, really impressed by.
1: This is one of those movies where they have a tortured, cursed painter and then you actually get to see him, his work on a on a regular basis it's not just here's a painter and then maybe you see a canvas in the background you see all the tortured stuff he's he's sprawling out on walls and canvases
0: yeah allegedly
1: Um, though most of the convent is not supposed to even know he's there right he's kind of just in a pit with a rickety bridge across it (laughs)
0: Yeah, I get the sense that most of the nuns in this convent are not curious at all and never explore any of this. They are just blissfully unaware. Um, while Sarah and Elizabeth are exploring all of this, the, the set with the, the painter in the pit, um, a nun sneaks up behind her and tries to strangle her with a chain.
1: Is it like prayer beads? Oh yeah, it
0: just, maybe it is.
1: It's really hard to tell, man. once you see someone pull a knife out of a crucifix, anything can be weaponized in this in this uh, mon- monastery convent oh, convent? I don't know. are they the same Con- thing? So convent is not really a building, right? A convent is just the name of the grouping. And so you can have a convent anywhere. oh, maybe. God I don't know I'm it's not kind of... Catholic and I didn't do my research, obviously <laughs> I don't know like I guess it's not really a monastery either right it's more of a it's more of a prison catacombs catacombs yeah,
0: but Elizabeth says that she spent the first seven years of her life on the island, but she doesn't remember any of it. And her father reluctantly told her about it, but made her promise never to come to the island. And um, she did anyway. But I can't imagine having children in this
1: setting. Yeah, how does one have a child in a convent? Especially especially this convent. Okay, so we we have to make assumptions, because the movie doesn't tell us. Maybe the sect of the nuns that actually support the secret being released or um, empowered in some way decided that this this birth needed to happen to facilitate some kind of ritual. and it was only ruined when the father got cold feet and took his daughter out.
0: Yeah, I, I wish we knew more about that side of <clears throat> about that side of the story. That's my one complaint about this movie. Is there's a lot left up to the imagination. That th- there are some strengths to that. Like it, it because of that, it never becomes silly to me. Uh, but I would have appreciated knowing more of the lore.
1: Yeah, it is a slippery slope, though. I mean, Lovecraft esque stories only work when. You tell more than you show. But I suppose they could have told us just a teensy bit more. Just a little bit more to to get a slightly clearer picture on what's going on.
0: Yeah, I don't need to know more about like any of the action that happens during the course of the movie. Like I'm good with all of that. It's what happened before the movie starts that I want to know more about. But there, um, around this point in the movie, there's a dream sequence that I think is really cool. She hears a baby crying, and she goes to look for it. And she sees two little girls holding hands and laughing. They're the same. They were in... Uh, she also saw them in one of the Oracle's paintings. And behind them is a crucified nun that starts to move towards Elizabeth, like as if it's on wheels.
1: It's a really really cool shot as it uh, approaches. You see the nun's eyes aren't quite right or maybe they're missing. Something's clearly wrong with this nun and it raises its head and uh unleashes this like unearthly howl with a mouth full of sharp teeth. <laughs>
0: It should be silly, like the way we're describing it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's really effective, I think. Anyway, this this is the last straw for her. She decides that she needs to leave, so she goes into town the next day,
1: um, just as a ship is leaving. We and did she... mention that was a dream, right? <laughs>
0: yes, we did. <laughs> we
1: we kind of just like left the, yeah, and then this nun fucking howls on a cross, and then she wants to leave. <laughs> no I prefaced it with
0: it was a dream (laughs) okay okay but yeah so she misses the boat in the morning and Sarah had told her that the boat wasn't going to come until next week so now she has reason to distrust Sarah but what did you think of the town
1: I'm going to talk about a video game and you're not going to understand the reference but this probably will Um, then Resident Evil 4 you know, you got that village before he got into all the shit. It's basically that in a movie in 1994, like 10 years before that game. Um, okay. And to explain it to you, Luke, um, it, it it's a village of what on the surface looks like, you know, people of the earth, simple folk, you know, just trying to make a living off the land. And then when you look just a little bit closer, um. They all have some really weird fucking physical features and you start to feel out of place. You start to question if they're human.
0: Yeah, I I think the the whole town is really well done and all of the characters in it are really well performed. I don't know if all of these people were actors or if some of them were legit, just like extras that they found. Um, but they
1: all do a really good job. Well, you think they got a bunch of uh, irradiated Ukrainian nationals to to come out for this part? (laughs) I don't know who
0: they got, but like the guy that like she goes to see this guy. To ask if he has any way to contact the mainland. And when he comes out of the back, it looks like he's been cutting up a body. And she doesn't ask about it and he doesn't say anything about it. And the way he performs that scene just works perfectly.
1: I started to think, what if he was the one that was killing nuns? But no, he's just literally a character in the village. Has nothing to do with the rest of the plot.
0: Nope. And uh, I guess he is a cannibal is the implication.
1: Maybe. I mean, what else are you eating on this island besides raw radiated fish, I guess? True.
0: True. But anyway, there's no way to contact the mainland, he says. And he says that she can post a letter, but they haven't been picked up in over a month. And so she gets the idea that maybe he has a letter from Teresa and. uh, He gives it to her um, after she pays him, she has to bribe him. What does she bribe him with? I thought she bribed him with like cash, like British pounds,
1: What is he going to do with those? I did wonder about that. I don't know. Some people just collect foreign money. Maybe he was like, wow, this is really cool. Like novelty. I'll be the talk of the fish town. Uh, Maybe British pounds can buy you things anywhere. Mm. Even Ukrainian island folk. This doesn't seem like an island where anyone uses money. Right. They're gonna be using things like chickens and fish and souls. Like I don't think they're gonna be doing anything with like regular people money. Well, apparently the um the convent accepts checks. Oh yeah. I guess you know they need to buy stuff from the outside world from time to time.
0: Right. So, so maybe
1: maybe that's it.
0: Yeah. But no, I, I did think about that. So she takes the letter and she sees another blind woman out on the beach uh, cross-stitching some kind of monster. It's the same monster that we saw in the center of the medallion. And the letter says not to come. But of course, she never got the letter because
1: it never left the island. We do see a lot of um, sketches of this thing. To be revealed in a lot of books and paintings, much like the the occult book in the opening scene, um, the main character does eventually start opening occult books herself, randomly found throughout the catacombs, and um, you see this particular face image a lot. There was also um, there's also this one-off shot of a of a demon that has like six breasts. Did you notice that one? Yeah, yeah. I love these props. I love them. I
0: like that the the image of the beast that we see over and over again. It's not like a realistic attempt to draw it. It's like a stylized iconography that I could imagine being a cult symbol that would like pop up uh within a
1: cult. It it made sense to me. I thought that was cool. The pendant was the same way. Right. Now you're going to tell me the guy in the props department never did any other full-length films after this. I don't know. I didn't look. Didn't look on that one.
0: But she... So she goes back to town the next day after locking Sarah out of the room because she thinks Sarah lied to her about when the boat was going to come. And Sarah insisted, like, no, I didn't know. You know, I didn't think it was coming until next week. But anyway, so she goes back to town and she sees the same guy. It looks like he's throwing pieces of body of a body to the seagulls. Probably. And he shows her a picture of her mother still alive when she was six. And she had previously believed that her mother died in childbirth. So now she knows that that was a lie.
1: Who is this woman whose
0: house she's in when she finds this
1: picture? I have no clue. But she is also, she has also seen the Beast, so we know she has gone through some shit.
0: Yeah, I, I thought maybe this woman had been like a caretaker of hers. Like, maybe she helped take care of her when she was a kid, and so that's why she has pictures of her in her house and stuff.
1: I was just I really guessing. Thought, yeah, I know. I mean, you're kind of almost led to believe that maybe this is her mom, but then it's clearly not the case. Right. So a caretaker. Mom's friend. Is as, as much of a friend as you can have in a setting like this. Yeah, I guess.
0: Anyway, as they're talking... Uh, a nun comes and throws a burning cross into the house so that it'll burn down along with, I guess, the
1: photos. Not just at the house. I think the cro- burning cross was thrown right onto the old woman.
0: Well, we do see her run out of
1: the the house on fire and into oh. the ocean. Yo, the main character, as soon as the cross was tossed into the house, just bolts, just fucking bolts. And the only way I'd imagine she would just run is if the cross landed on the old woman and she was just not savable.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The uh, She doesn't seem to have much of an attachment to anybody else in the movie.
1: The scene is weird. And you have to really throw logic into the wind because if these nuns secretly wanted, or if these protector nuns wanted to ser- like seriously kill or stop what's going on, they would try to kill the main character here and there. Right? They would just maybe throw the cross in, lock the door, or throw the cross at her, or do something like that. But no, she escapes completely unharmed.
0: Yeah, I got the impression that they didn't think they could all like out-and-out out hurt her, because then that would bring attention from the mainland. And so their goal was to scare her away.
1: By trying to strangle her with chain prayer beads and eventually also tried to stab her and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, I think there's factions of nuns, though. Like, I think what the Mother Superior wants is different from, like, what the nuns who want to free the monster want, And then there's other nuns who want to protect against it. And then there are nuns who have no idea that there's even a monster there. We, that keep was saying, my...
1: we could keep saying free it. We don't even know if that's the intent. We don't know. We don't like for all we know, this is supposed to be just like a sacrifice or a ritual or some kind of empowerment. We don't even know if the thing wants to leave. We just know it's there. Yeah. And, it, and, so I'm I'm imparting a lot of motivation onto these
0: nuns just because the movie doesn't tell us, it doesn't tell us why they do
1: anything. In like a shittier movie, this would be like completely unacceptable, right? But because the setting is so well done, the the feel is spot on. Like you feel like you're at this fucking island. I'm willing to disregard all of that.
0: Well, I don't think it's necessarily a flaw if we don't know something. Like it's we're front, we're watching the movie from the point of view of Elizabeth and we only know as much as Elizabeth knows and even at the end Elizabeth doesn't seem to know everything.
1: That is true.
0: So I I don't think it's necessarily a flaw when things go unexplained. I it might be frustrating like I might prefer that
1: the movie explain it but i don't think that's a a flaw perhaps um what i'm thinking is not everything needs to be explained but i think there needs to be at least some motivations that we can parse like consistent motivations that we can parse and it just seems like they really bounce back and forth between do we kill the main character do we kill elizabeth or do we i don't know traumatize her yeah. If trauma's part of the, part of the event. I don't know. Nobody knows. Do you think they really care if she
0: continues sending money?
1: I mean, they're, it's a religion. So yes. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is, we
1: said money probably doesn't buy much on this Island. I mean, they got to buy their beans from somewhere, right? Cause this Island is too irradiated to grow them yourself. <laughs> uh, true.
0: So, while the, while the nuns are trying to find Elizabeth after she's escaped from the burning building, she finds a passage down into the convent. And on top of this statue of Jesus, she finds a stone with the monster's face on it. It's, it's the stone from the center of the amulet. What is this room that she finds? Is this like something that other people are
1: aware of or is it secret? Is that a rhetorical question? I didn't know if you knew the answer. Uh, nobody knows the answer. I mean, deep down, I think maybe like two-thirds of this movie might just be setting up really cool-looking scenes.
0: It, it, pretty much. I mean, they took advantage of their set. But I, I'm i still all about it. Well, an, a nun tries to stab Elizabeth at this point, um, but Elizabeth manages to get the upper hand and bust her head open on the floor like way more times than is necessary.
1: Elizabeth is willing to get violent. And I think this is the I mean the first and only person she kills. I'm assuming this nun is super dead.
0: Oh yeah. But she keeps uh she keeps hearing a baby
1: crying and following it. And yo, okay. So a nun tries to murder you, right? Yeah. You get into your room for the night, you close the fucking door, you hear a baby cry. Do you really go looking for that baby? No. No. Fuck no. Fuck that baby. I'm staying in my room.
0: Yeah, I don't really know why she goes in search of the baby. Um, or if that's even what she's doing. Maybe the baby is she's remembering her own baby-dum. Say like baby dumb. She... <laughs> 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 yeah, what's the proper term? Babyhood? Um,
1: <laughs> I think you kind of just lump that into childhood, but it's a part of childhood you don't remember because we don't typically don't have that capability. And she really doesn't have that capability because she can't remember anything until she's like eight. Yeah. So I don't know, but she she goes
0: looking for it and she finds Sarah and Sarah takes off her her top or the top of her habit to reveal that I guess she's part monster. She's like a lot of her is disfigured.
1: A lot of her is at a minimum disfigured. I don't know if she's um some kind of mutant <laughs> or a hybrid or if she's been somehow uh, t- t- touched by the influence, but she think, ain't right. She ain't right, man. Yeah, I thought she was like a hybrid, but like everything from the top of her forehead all the way down to her toes is completely fucked. Yeah, that. So the the habit is a good outfit for her. It is like it works outfit. well. It, you know, it does not <laughs> It it complements her horrible fleshy bits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very it, convenient it's her entire body is like a prosthesis like uh she you could tell it's like one giant costume with like fake breasts and stuff it's pretty cool looking
0: yeah um but this is where sarah reveals that she is elizabeth's sister and she says that their father was scared of what you are so is the Like, whatever happened when they were kids, Elizabeth was the one who did it,
1: right? Yes. I mean, when, unless I'm missing some sort of big reveal, the little girl in the beginning of the movie is Elizabeth. Yeah, I think the little girl at the beginning is Elizabeth. But, like, I'm not even clear on what Elizabeth is even for. Because the movie doesn't say, right? The movie doesn't say what why they wanted Elizabeth at the convent. No, not at all. So like, we're just completely guessing what's going on. Yeah. Why is only one of them deformed? It's because (laughs) she's the one that stayed behind on the island. I don't know. All we know is that as as Elizabeth was growing up, she was eating like live rabbits and shit.
0: Yeah, and so that behavior is what led the father to take her away to the mainland.
1: But like her actual father, right? Right. This demon, did, this thing, did not sire these two women.
0: Well, they keep calling it their mother.
1: Oh God! Oh, oh! Oh no! Is the thing with the six breasts this thing too? Oh, maybe. Is it all the same? The same representation? Yo, so did dad fuck this thing and then steal the kids? That's That was like, my I, understanding. You don't get custody? So the nun at the beginning is not her actual mom? No. No, That's the actual mother is this thing. That was my understanding anyway. What are you protecting your daughter from then? She is the thing. <laughs> if anything, she, you want her to go back to the convent so they can put her in a fucking cell. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that he thought that his his daughter, at least the normal-looking one, had enough humanity to
1: be normal. Yo, I think they both looked normal before he removed one of them from the island. Maybe if Elizabeth had stayed on the island, she would look more like her sister.
0: Oh, so you don't think that she was deformed from the beginning?
1: No. I mean, we see... We see the two little girls in the beginning um, in front of the demon, right? And, you know, they're just wearing regular clothes and true appears to be normal. Yep. All right. So I guess this was a situation where he decided, like, you know, I'm, I can only take one kid. There's no way I can take both without being caught. And then he just jetted from the island. And then he's sending back... Oh, my God. I just figured it out. He's sending back... Um, sending back child payments. Yeah. To the convent. Yeah. Like child support. Yeah. Child support checks. They're child support checks for a fucking interdimensional monster beyond understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Sarah
0: refers to her as the mother of all sorrow.
1: yeah that's what they call my (laughs) ex-wife
0: but they put the amulet back together and they've got a nun hanging up on a cross and sarah punches into her stomach and starts pulling organs out and as this is happening a big monster starts to break through the wall I like, it. like, we never get a glimpse of the whole thing. We just see, like, pulsing body parts. We see
1: the face a little bit, the head. Yeah. Just enough to know, oh, yeah, that's what we've been seeing the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it
1: looks really good, though. All of the effects look fucking phenomenal in this film. Yeah. You, again, it just makes it such a crime that it took us this long to find it.
0: Well, the the monster hands Elizabeth some kind of meat, which she begins to eat. Well, it's raw and bloody. But she breaks out of her bloodlust long enough to, I guess, be clear-minded, and she breaks the amulet at the last minute. And in the next shot, we see there's a bunch of dead nuns on the beach where all the dead fish were before. And Elizabeth is there, and she's now blind, and she's wearing the amulet around her neck the end
1: what you, what do you think of the ending was it satisfying well much like lovecraft stories i don't think the uh the crux of your enjoyment is found in the ending it's more in it's more in the journey in the brief reveal of uh, uh or the glimpses of bizarre shit that you see uh, or that you're given hints of in the process in the journey to the ending um
0: it's a little too
1: rushed for me it's it's a little rushed but i don't mind it because if you look at lovecraft stories there's some pretty rushed endings too so maybe
0: i mean i don't have anything to compare it to i'm just judging it on its own merits and it it the ending is a little frustrating to me. The pacing for most of the movie is incredibly slow. And it's actually, it borders on being boring sometimes to me, uh, albeit I've seen the movie before. But the last, like, 15 of the mov- fifteen minutes of the movie, a hundred things happen. And it, it, they happen so fast, it's hard to grasp what's really going on
1: be I don't know if that's by design or not I don't know if we're supposed like like you were saying you know we're not supposed to know everything right but is it supposed to intentionally be this obtuse yeah we should mention that these dead nuns on the beach with the fish they look eviscerated yeah like they didn't just like walk out there and die with the fish they are ripped apart so what do you think killed them who the fuck knows <laughs> I don't think it was the monster because they're all outside. Yeah, no, the the
0: my understanding is that because Elizabeth broke the medallion, the monster was never able to break out.
1: Yeah, she's only wearing part of the medallion. So I guess her life's call is going to be defending that one piece of amulet from what? Who knows? We don't know which sect of nuns are out there dead on the beach. Well, and, and Sarah is dead at this point. Not necessarily. Just left her behind. Yeah.
0: So we don't know what's going on with her. That's a pretty important factor.
1: Maybe. I. Everything else about this movie slaps so hard that I'm willing to ignore it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to give final thoughts and a rating out of four?
1: If if I were to make a, a top 10 list of movies with Lovecraftian aspects, this would be on it easy top five. I have no idea why I don't see this film mentioned in a bunch of those kinds of lists. Um, if you haven't seen it and you just listen to us talk about it, um, it, you, it is still worth watching just for the absolutely bizarre imagery that you see. Um, we definitely did not cover everything. And we certainly can't convey just the, the like painfully curated like lighting and set design that really goes the distance to, to making you feel like this place actually exists. Like some fucked up convent on an isolated, probably nuclear radiated island. I, just, I have the credits rolling in the background and under producer's assistant in the credits, for some reason, the guy's name has a box around it. I have no idea why. I don't know why either. You, maybe they couldn't pay him enough and they're like, well, if you can't pay me, you're going to put a box around my name. <laughs> well, they showed him. Yeah, they showed him. Russian names are so long that a lot of these names are credited with by just first initial and their last name.
0: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me.
1: I've seen that before. Uh I'm not very I'm not very familiar with Russian cinema. I think I've maybe seen like five Russian films my entire life. Yeah I haven't seen a lot. Hmm. But uh despite the um the the despite the plot blind spots that this film has there is so much here to take in and enjoy and i strongly recommend you watch this movie if you can get your hands on it um strange that it isn't on any uh regular streaming websites this seems like something that would be on shutter it's not yet but maybe it will be one day Maybe one day. So if you ever see this film come up and you can't get a hold of it beforehand, definitely take the opportunity to watch it. I mean it's ain't it ain't perfect, but I really like this movie. I'm I'm giving it like three stars.
0: Yeah, I I think this movie is it's a little slow for me. Um I'm a little bored through the first two thirds, and then I think the last like the ending is really rushed. Um, and it's it's a little bit hard for me to stick it out with the movie. Like, there's just not enough of a story to support the all the atmosphere that they have. It, it's gorgeous. The movie is wonderful to look at, and like Leland said, it it really does seem like this is a real place. Um, th- that this convent slash catacombs. Uh, really exist on this nuclear radiated island. Um, and I don't know how much of the sets are real and how much is construction that they built or set in sound stages. I I can't tell, but the fact that I can't tell is like a testament to the movie. So that's a good thing. Um, I just wish there was more story, more lore, more background that could support all of that atmosphere um that would make it a more interesting and like deeper movie uh but i agree with leland three stars
1: this is definitely worth seeing part of it is also the practical effects they're just so good they are they really are
0: and it's if if you like, if you like Italian, you know, we talked a lot about the Lovecraft influences, but if you just like Italian horror, like if you like Lucio Fulci and Dario Argento and all of them and you're like, you want more, here's one that came out 10 years later and is just as good. You just probably haven't seen it. So. Anyway, we need to consult the Magic 8-Ball and see what our new topic is going to be. All right, you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Our...
1: I should say your three options are birthing horror films not titled the suckling milk and finally occult sex work
0: uh occult sex work we're gonna occult go with that one
1: work. okay yeah think for you, sure you, you can draw like three films out of that category yeah okay
0: yeah I can and do you that you want to
1: get rid of one of the other categories yeah what was the birthing horror films not titled The Suckling and Milk yeah I, I really want to get rid of both of them you get to pick one
0: alright birthing then okay alright so um, so occult sex work occult sex work alright I'll have to think about it but I have some ideas Godspeed. Right. <laughs> what? I it <said>, godspeed <laughs> all right so uh join us next week to talk about some occult sex work film uh, but until then you can follow us on instagram at video.store.nightmares leland do you have any last words thank you for your continued support we'll talk with you all next week have a good one bye everyone